the Jay Doherty Podcast, episode number 11, recorded Friday, February 9th, 2018. Hello everyone and welcome to the Jay Doherty Podcast. My name is Jay Doherty and I am very happy to be back here for another week of the Jay Doherty Podcast. This is episode 11. Um, and I th- what I'm going to do uh, for this episode and hopefully episodes later on in the future is answer some questions that I get um, on any social media in the comments of my YouTube videos, in the comments of my uh, podcast, which you can do and comment on at j-dory.com. Um, so now I'm open to comments. You can just leave a comment. I'll, I'll be sure and I will guarantee you uh, a spot to, at least as of today, I'll guarantee you a spot here on the J. Doherty podcast where I will... Uh, at, well, I'm trying to answer your question, basically, and there were a couple, uh, and I kind of merged a few of them to uh, create three questions, and the first three questions I'm going to be answering on this episode of the podcast is, uh, what soundboard app you recommend, how you can remove some background noise in your in your podcasting studio, and uh, do I soundproof my studio space, uh, and if so, how do I do it? So yeah, those are the uh, three questions I'm going to be answering, and then I'm going to give you exactly, let's see, 25 tips on how to kind of establish your podcast, get out there. These are things that I have um, done with my podcast, but also that I've seen with really very popular podcasts, these 25 things they all do. Um, to kind of help their podcast grow and uh, do SEO, which is search engine optimization, which you really need for podcasting nowadays because it's becoming uh, quite a big market. Uh, so those are those are a couple things that you're going to need to know about the show today. Um, and I guess without further ado, let's start with the Soundboard app that I recommend. So I uh, use Soundboard now. Uh, is it no Soundbite? I'm sorry. Soundbite is the program name. Uh, it's by BlackCatSystems.com. So sound, so I think it's BlackCatSystems.com is the website. I'll have a link in the show notes. And this piece of software, I'm very aware that it's old. I'm aware that it's very old. It's um, you know, but it but it, it's old. It came out like mm, I would say the website. I mean, the website is all HTML. It's like no graphics, anything like that. But anyway, the software is old, but it works great. It is perfect. I really, really like it. And uh, they have they have pictures uh of it on their website. But if you want to figure it out and learn some more about it, you can go uh, on their website. But basically, it's it's actually very visually pleasing. Like you would actually want to look at it if you were um, a host or a producer of a podcast. You can color code everything, make sure that you know you can categorize everything, and I can pull up anything that I want and I sort it all by color and everything. So my intro music is uh loaded up here. Uh, and I'll, I'll have screenshots in the show notes as well. Uh, so it'll be j-dory.com slash episode 11 if you want to check out all the show notes and everything. But anyway, uh, you know, I have my intro music here. I have another uh, intro music that I used for something unrelated to this podcast. And um, here, let's see if I can play it here. Yeah, so this is what it is. And I do live mixing on my audio interface. So you can hear that music going on right now and I can bring it down and start talking and things like that so it's kind of cool um 
And then you can also, if you don't have a mixer, you can control the volume of the clip right from the software itself, which is kind of cool as well, so I'm going to stop that. But anyway, that's what it is. Um, the only downside, I would say, to the program is um, that sometimes, and this is only if you have like a very, um, like a mic that's a condenser mic or something, it might pick up the clicking sound when you do, when you play a clip, but the good thing is that you can assign hotkeys and things like that, so you don't even have to worry about the noise of you clicking when you're doing, you know, things like that, so it's definitely a great program. The standard version costs uh, $39.99, so that's like you get one rack, they call it rack, but I like to think of it as a page of cards. You get one page of cards and you can assign whatever audio clips you want, and I, I think, let me see here, I, I believe it's like it's uh, 5 by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, six, I think it's like 5 by 15, so that's a decent amount of cards um, right there, and then if you want to get, if you want to go up to 5 racks of cards, it is uh, it is $79.99, so 80 bucks for 5 pages of cards, whatever you want, and then there's even a more expensive version for $130, uh, and you get 50 pages of cards. That is a lot of audio files. I'm sure that's over a thousand. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of audio files and um, definitely a great program. I really recommend it, even though it is a little bit old. They still have um, customer service if for some reason you didn't get your product key or something like that. Uh, and I'll have the link in the description uh, in, in the show notes of the podcast as well. So definitely a great product. Do I recommend it? Yes. And uh, the link is not an affiliate link or anything, but I just wanted to give them a shout out. Okay, question number two. How can I remove some of the background noises in my studio? So, I, um, and this kind of leads me into the next question. Do I soundproof my studio? And the question is, no. I do not soundproof my studio at all. I do happen to have a bulletin board, which uh, is, in some radio stations, they do use bulletin for their uh, soundproofing, and I do not intend it to act as a soundboard or a soundproofing or of any kind. However, naturally it kind of does soundproof the area, but the space that I'm in is relatively small. It is it's bigger than what some would say, you know, and it's like it's my bedroom basically. So it's not anything, you know, enormous, but it's not entirely small or anything. It's kind of the perfect size um, for podcasts and creating and basically doing everything like that. So, um, no, I do not. The short answer is no. I don't uh, soundproof my studio. But um, I have, and I'm not using them right now because I've rented these in the past for other projects. Uh, They have sound blankets. And these, most of them are cheap. If you want to get really good ones, which I highly recommend, uh, then they're a little bit more expensive. But sound blankets are really good. You can um, hang them up on a... uh, kind of a hanger type thing, and um, there's there's actually someone, uh, there's a website called uh, Acoustical Solutions, and this website gives you very accurate pricing, um, I don't know, I don't, I did not buy from them, I'm not saying that they're a credible kind of source or whatever to buy anything from, I definitely recommend you buy from Amazon or something like that, but in terms of searching up products, it's a great website, and it's acousticalsolutions.com, um, and sound blankets are expensive, uh, one, you know, if you want to get good ones, however, there are some cheap ones, so if you're in like a smaller room, and there happens to be a little bit of an echo, you can probably put some of that up and um 
you block out the noise, and also, a lot of times, sound blankets are not used for podcasting, they're, mo- they're mostly used for indoor video shooting, so if you have a local camera store, you could definitely find some sound blankets there, I'm sure, um, but then there's also acoustical padding, so you can have kind of these little pads that are made of foam up there, and you can uh, do, you can have uh, those instead of having the sound blankets, which I've never done before, I've considered doing it before, but I then realized it's kind of a waste of money just to have these up here, um, you know, when I don't need it, this, the podcast hopefully sounds fine, and if it doesn't, let me know, you can go to j-doherty.com slash feedback, or email me and let me know, um, but, I mean, why waste the money if the, if this sounds decent right now, it doesn't sound terrible, um, in my opinion, or, you know, from what I've heard, it doesn't sound terrible, so, the answer is no, I do not soundproof my studio space, However, the other part of the question is, how can I remove some of the background noises in the studio, uh, or your bedroom, or wherever you're recording your podcast, this is how you do it. Most of the time, um, and this is hopefully, if you if you don't have a podcast, this is how you do it, or you don't, if you're considering buying a new microphone, or you're just first buying, you must, if you're doing a podcast, you must buy a dynamic microphone, not a condenser microphone. So a dynamic microphone, what it does is it uh, picks up only the noise going directly into the microphone. It does not pick up the noise going in, I mean it does, but not as not nearly as much as uh, you know, a condenser microphone. A condenser microphone is what you would see uh, on TV shows, on things like that, you know, where they have the boom poles and they put it over the person and it goes you know around and they pan it around but if you if you have a condenser microphone and you turn the gain up not not halfway but maybe a little bit less than halfway and someone's yelling in the background I'm sure you'd be able to hear them crystal clear but if it was a dynamic microphone I'm sure you couldn't and this is what I mean here I'll give you kind of an example I'm using a dynamic microphone right here and um, it's made by uh, well I'm not gonna say it's made by because that's for a whole another episode anyway um, the the way this works is like if I if I'm talking you know, relatively close, but not right up against the microphone. I'm talking right up against the microphone, then it sounds like that. So that if I, like, so if I talk behind the microphone, or not behind, to the side of the microphone, let's just say, like, the to the direct side, it sounds like, hey, can you hear me over there? Can you still hear me? And then if I get really close up to the microphone, then it sounds like that, and it's very, very, that's probably annoying, so I'm going to back up a little bit, and uh, that's kind of what it sounds like. So you must buy a dynamic microphone that is critical to podcasting. Alright, so I hope that answers your three questions. Um, I got all of those. Actually, I got two of them from Instagram, one of them in an email. So, hopefully that answers your questions. Uh, And now we're going to move on to the topic of the show. Search engine optimization for podcasts. So, if you're looking to grow your... And I did a lot of show prepping and this, a lot of research. But if you're looking to grow your podcast, it's... It's it's tough, you know. You need a you have to put a lot of work into it and things like that. Um, and if you you have to have the mindset behind the question. You don't know, and I don't I don't know, you know, if anyone if if you want to do that. If you're just looking, if you're doing it a hobby, if you're actually looking to grow your podcast because that's your work, whatever. You you want to 
go for your audience. You want to grow your audience. But you have to say that if you, instead of saying, I, I'm all, I'm, you know, in, instead of saying, I just want to grow my audience, it's better to say, I've been podcasting for X amount of years and, um, you know, I've been serving X amount of people for these amounts of months and years and I've been blessed enough to grow my audience to a point where X amount of people are constantly downloading my episodes and I'm ready to reach my show and to take the reach of my show to a whole new kind of perspective, maybe a whole new niche, whatever you want. You just want to take it to more people. I think that's a better way of phrasing the question. You want to reach more people instead of get more listeners. So that's kind of, I mean, I understand that it kind of seems very similar, like the way I'm saying it, but it, it does, it's different because it kind of seems like if you want to just get more listeners, then you want to get more downloads and whatever. Uh, so you want to reach more people, you don't want to get more listeners. Um, and also, in speaking of downloads, you know, you have to remember that each of the downloads, every time someone downloads your show, that represents a human being. So, I mean, if you get, uh, let's say, 50 downloads right now, maybe even 100, and if you're, you know, lucky and you just started your podcast, you know, you can have 300 downloads, You and, and this is maybe on your 15th episode, and you have 100 downloads, that might not seem like a lot, because, you know, internet people, like, you know, people on the internet, they don't, they don't seem like, like, real people, you don't treat them like they would actually be real people, but imagine... If you had people, if you had uh, 300 people or 100 people or 50 people in a room and you got to have their undivided attention for whatever amount of time that you're talking talking to them. And, you know, it, it's really interesting. And I actually want to share with you a clip that my... Um, my friend sent me about how you do the math with podcasting and how you have, and this doesn't apply to just podcasting, this applies to blog posts, YouTube channels, whatever, it doesn't matter, let's say, I mean, I I think I've had, I, I don't even know what the exact stats on my YouTube channel are, but one of my videos got about uh, 400 views or something like that, or maybe 350, and I mean, like, that's amazing. I would, even though that seems like a very small number compared to, like, big YouTubers, I would have, I would be so honored to speak with, you know, 350 people in a room that have my undivided attention, and they're, they have, you know, they're listening to me, I'm listening to them, it would be awesome. So, I'm going to share with you a guy named Pat Flynn, and he shares something, uh, in, in, it's called virtual audience, or the, the kind of mindset that people have is that virtual audiences are less significant than real people, and this is what his thinking is behind it. Have a listen. Having 100 people online versus having 100 people in a room in real life. There is no difference because it's 100 people. However, we treat the people who are online a little bit differently. We don't often imagine exactly what that number means. A lot of people are upset because they have very little email subscribers or very low YouTube subscriber count. But actually, when you think about that, there are actual human beings on the other end. Imagine if all those people were in the same room. You start to treat those people a little bit differently. So that is the clip that I want to share with you. Again, I'm using my soundbite software for that just to kind of give a little bit of a plug. That is actually really, that's a great way to think about it. If you're scared that you're not growing your audience enough and, you know, you, you have to put it in that perspective. That really um, changed the way that I, that my mindset was when I was coming up with these kind of tips. And this was, this is when I first started my other podcasts that have gotten, you know, views and now I just started this podcast recently. So you have to remember that each of the downloads represents a person or human being. You have to remember that. And 
You know, I've often avoided going too deep into answering the question on the Jay Doherty podcast, but, you know, it's always, the reason I avoid it is kind of due to the fact that I've always wanted to drive home the point that I feel strongly that the quality of the relationship that you have with your audience and community and, you know, your website and people interacting with you is much, much more important than the people, the quantity of people that download your show. So if you have an email list and you have 100 people or 50 people on it or whatever, and this is just me talking, then it's better to have that and also be able to connect with them on, like, you know, if they have a question that you can just easily answer. It's better to have that than to, than to have 600,000 people and not even get to talk to a single one of them. You know, as as much as we'd like to have to talk to 600,000 people every day that, you know, send us emails, we can't. It's impossible, especially if you're, like, in the media, and you're in the news, and, you know, this and that, you're big, you have a big name, and everything like that, you can't do that, and, you know, that's just a reality, so it's better, especially if you're worried about this, it's better to have a small audience, and have better relationships, than to have a big audience, and have no relationships, so with that being said, I do find it important to have an audience consistently growing, and uh, I want to share with you a few tips, 25 exactly, that I have, in terms of growing, and search engine optimizing your podcast, number one, there is power when your show has a narrow niche focus. If you have a podcast all about cooking, if you have a podcast all about cooking and you love and you're so passionate about cooking and the science behind cooking, the way it works, the all the stuff about cooking, then people are going to listen to you because they know that you have a true passion just like the listener on the other side. They want to listen to things, especially when they're things that they can relate to and things that they know about, that they want to talk about, and that they want to hear other people talk about, so they know that their, that their topic that they think, that, that the thing that they, you know, want and the thing that they like to do and like to talk about, a thing that's kind of a hobby to them, is met, and they want to hear other people and maybe insights on that they have, uh, because maybe it's their full-time job, the way you know, the podcaster, maybe they're a professional chef or something like that, and the person on the other end is kind of just a hobbyist, they want to hear kind of the science so they can learn more about it, but also be entertained, because that's their hobby, that's what the listener likes to do, and they want to listen to that and do, you know, kind of match what the person is saying, and maybe it's their dream to become a dream chef or something like that, and sometimes it's even better if you go even narrower into the niche kind of category, maybe you only like baking, you know, maybe you you have want to have a podcast about baking and you only talk about, you know, the science behind baking, the things that you could bake when you, you know, listen to the podcast, you know, maybe step-by-step instructions about how to bake. And, you know, maybe that people like that. People like very narrow things. And this could be anything, um, you know, but you have to be, I think the requirement for this is that you have to be passionate about what you're talking about and you have to know a lot about it. So there is power in that. And this doesn't have to be, you know, you, you don't have to go out and, you know, create a podcast all about whatever you're, you know, about one thing. But if you have a passion about it and there's a lot to be talked about and there's not that many people in the talking about it, really, frankly, then do it, you know, make a podcast that is very narrowly focused on one thing. Number two, something that I already said, um, kind of before, you only podcast about things that you are 
passionate about. You have to like and know and trust the thing or person or group of people that you are talking about in order to be entertaining and to know that the people on the other end are going to listen. You must make sure that you are passionate and that you know what you're doing when you're talking about, you know, you have to know what you're doing, what you're talking about, everything in between. You have to know that what you're doing and how to do it and be happy that you're doing it. That's really, that's a summary of kind of, you know, work and it should be the summary of your podcast. People like to, to, people like to hear and listen to people who are passionate and who are happy about what they're doing. And this is not for just people you know, podcasting. This is for everything. If someone's really happy and really passionate about the stuff that they're doing, then they're going to want to do it. They're going to want to listen to it. They're going to want to keep coming back, even if it doesn't really have any interest to them. Um, you know, and hopefully it does have some interest to them, but even if it doesn't, they're still going to want to come back and still want to keep listening to your show. Um, and you know, obviously no promises, but you know, it's, it's a good strategy to have. You want to, I suggest, I strongly suggest only podcasting about the things for which you are passionate about. Uh, number three, before you record your first episode, you should know why you're podcasting in the first place. And this can be very hard. So, as I said, um, you really, even if you're doing a niche, or even if you're not doing like a niche thing, you, I recommend having a mission or purpose for your show. And, you know, this doesn't have to be some huge thing, you know, about changing the world. It can just be as simple as, I want to inform more people about something that's not talked about a lot. You should have a mission or a goal for your podcast, uh, about the topic of your podcast, that you want to share with the world. And it it can be very simple, it can be very complex, you can try and get your message out to the world that way. And you can even, if this is not mandatory, but you can share that message with your listeners. Um, you can share it in the first episode, you can share it in the last episode, you can share it in every single episode in between, it doesn't matter. You just want to be passionate and have a message and a mission that you want to share with the world on your podcast. Tip number four, become crystal clear on exactly who your target audience is, who you want to talk to. Um, and the easiest thing that I could say for this is that you imagine that you're a bounty hunter. Your occupation is a bounty hunter. How hard would it be if you were not given a clear description of who you were supposed to find? That would be so hard. That would be incredibly hard. So what you want to do is, this can be told to you, this can be, uh, preferably, preferably you should create it and, you know, find out who it is, but who are you going to be serving? And you have to make this as particular and as small as possible because if you want to market to certain people who are in certain certain occupations and do certain things or in certain industries, uh, then you want to make sure that you're serving them because at the end of the day, this whole podcasting thing is about serving others and making sure that they get enough information um, and things like that in their daily lives and that they're actually getting something back and something in return for subscribing. And this does not only apply to podcasting, this applies to email lists, this applies to uh, YouTube channels, to blogs, to everything. You want to make sure that you earn their subscription, because they can they can click that unsubscribe button at any time, and, you know, you want to meet their expectations and make sure, you know, the same principle of the bounty hunter thing applies when you're trying to go out and find new people to listen to your show, so you want to make sure that that is what 
what happens and that you want to make sure that you have a very very narrow sometimes even big audience that you want to connect to but it should definitely be at least a sentence of who you want to reach out on your podcast and uh, what I do is have a post-it note of who I want to reach on my podcast and I always keep it there so if I ever get some like crazy ideas about stuff that I want to talk about then I realize okay well the people that are subscribed to this podcast are looking for x so why am I going to give them y when I could just be giving them value and valuable information and fulfilling the reason that they signed up for the podcast in the beginning. So that is number tip number four. Tip number five, if you think that if you're just going to build your podcast and everyone's going to come listen to it, that's not how it works in podcasting. Creating an amazing show and put on, you know, making it on iTunes and everything like that is 30% of the equation. Who cares if I'm talking right now? Obviously, you care because you're listening to me talking right now, but on my end, the other 70% of the equation is marketing and relationship building so other people listen to my podcast and want to talk about it and hear what I'm saying because they care about the message and the thing that I'm talking about. But, To be honest, the reason you're listening is because maybe you looked up something that would kind of drive you to listen to the podcast, or you did something or found me or someone told you about me because the the thing that they were asking about, the thing that they're into, it relates to what I'm talking about. So that is very important as well. You want to make sure that you market your podcast and you build relationships with other people so they can tell others about your podcast, what you do, and how it relates to them. Number six, this one's very quick. You want to make sure that you submit to all podcast directories possible, which are which should be all of them if you have an RSS feed. Um, definitely, you want to submit to iTunes. Zune is another one. BlackBerry, uh, if you if that's still used and still around, and as well as Stitcher Radio, which is a free Android app. Definitely make sure to submit to those and every other podcast directory that you can find. Moving on to tip number seven. Uh, I guess the kind of highlight of this tip is that content is king. You want to make sure that you create high-value content that people literally cannot live without. That they, I mean, they can live without it, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, you want to make sure that they have, there's an added bonus if your content is so great that they are compelled to share it with others. And I rarely share things, you know, with others that, I find interesting because they might not agree or might not have the same kind of mindset I had when I was, you know, listening and reading and whatever, consuming the content, but you want to, if if someone feels as if they should share it with someone who directly relates to them and the message that they have, then you, then they're going to be compelled to share it with you. So you want to make sure that they are compelled to share your content with others, and that is tip number seven. Tip number eight is also very simple, but very complex as well, and very hard to do, actually. You want to make sure that you're not boring in your podcast. I hope I'm not boring. Let me know if I'm boring at j-rory.com slash feedback, or email me, or whatever you want to do. Just let me know. But entertainment goes a long way, so don't be boring. Be energetic. Be happy about what you're talking about. Show that passion that you have for what you're talking about. Uh, Number nine, you want to make sure that you are keeping your message in focus. You want to make sure that everything you say is on topic and, you know, relates to what they 
clicked on the show for. So if the title of the show is in back to this baking um, niche, if you want, if if like okay, let's say the the title of the show is the number of the show. So let's say it's four hundred forty three, the podcast episode number, and then you say how to bake cookies from beginning to end. There and and then you start talking about how to bake, you know, or how to you know put on a microphone connection or something like that, something that they could care less about. They want you to get to the point. That people's time is valuable, and that's something that I hope you kind of get the message um, throughout this every single podcast episode. But you want to take advantage of the time that the people have given you to podcast. So you want to make sure that you stay on topic and, you know, fulfill the person's and the listener's um, needs because that's very important, and they're, they're going to stop listening to you, um, you know, if they're, if, if you go off topic constantly and don't talk about what you titled the show, because that's, that's lying, and it's just not right, you should respect people's time. Number 10, be enthusiastic, do not do, but, you know, you, do not be boring, as I said, but you don't want to be so enthusiastic that you, um, do more than what you think is natural, because if you're not an enthusiastic person, if you don't, you know, speak and talk loudly, I don't really do that. I don't really think to be enthusiastic about anything at all. I am very passionate about what I'm talking about because I like to do to talk about all this stuff. It's fun for me. But I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know, if you if you have more of a laid back style and that's kind of how you are, then don't do it. Just kind of act how you want to act on your podcast. And that's the end of the story. Number 11, this is extremely important, this is very important, is that you want to be prepared ahead of time. You want to make sure that you are doing something that is, you know, you want to make sure that you're serving your audience, and you want to make sure that you're giving them valuable content. I did, uh, I think, around an hour and a half of show prep for this podcast episode, and I assume I'm going to be doing around 30 minutes in post-production, and then over an hour in the show notes, so, you know, make sure that, you know, it's kind of a two-way deal, that you, as a listener, are listening to what I have to say, but also that I'm preparing and taking my time to give to you, because I'm preparing the show for you, and I'm preparing what I want to say, what I have to say, and what I want to share with you. Number 12, audio quality is superior to anything that you do. You must have good audio quality on your podcast to for anyone to listen. I don't care if you have the... Sorry about that. That was my computer uh, going off because I have a new email. Uh, but anyway, you want to make sure that you have a good message and you want to have good audio quality so people can listen to you and see what they're going to be doing. You want to make sure that you're doing something that is valuable and because the things that you're doing, because the content that you're producing is valuable, you want to make sure that they can hear it. They don't, they're not going to listen to you. I don't care. There's a, there's a podcast that I was listening, that I was listening to a couple days ago, and it's about a very narrow niche topic, and I'm not going to say what the podcast is called, but the podcast is not good audio quality. The, you know, 
you want to make sure that you invest heavily if you want to start podcasting invest heavily in the audio production in the microphones that you're using not that you have to go overboard because you shouldn't be having to spend four hundred dollars on a microphone you could do probably you could probably set up a podcast for i would say less than a hundred dollars today and and that's including you know equipment other than like basic things like computers and whatever you could buy a microphone, get an audio interface, well, maybe you don't need an audio interface, free software, a microphone, and, you know, kind of a monthly fee for hosting, it, most of the time is very cheap, it, you want to make sure that you're investing heavily into audio equipment and audio quality, so make sure that you remember that audio quality is superior. Number 13, build relationships. Tip number 13, build relationships with your audience. You want to make sure that you know who you're talking to and who's listening to you because, you know, you want to at least learn their first name, maybe even their last name, get their email address so you could reach out to them, maybe about being on their mailing list or something like that. Uh, You could do things like even reach out to, um, you know, learn something about them, like one little fact or something like that to learn about them. You want to make sure that you're knowing the people that... That are listening to you and how you when what and how you're doing whatever you're doing you want to make sure that the audience knows who you are and who's listening to you because I want to know who I want to know who you are on the other end of this I'm talking to the microphone you're hearing this in your earbuds or your speakers whatever I want to know who you are so let me know you can email me and let me know who you are the email address is j at j doherty.com so let me know please or you could go to j doherty.com slash contact if you don't want to email me. Um, also, something that I wanted to say, um, and something that I actually did in this show, is number 14, tip number 14, which is include the voice of your audience in your show. This, this can be literally, like they can call you, give you a voicemail or something like that, or it can be, you know, they ask you a question, you tell them, the, you ask the audience member who asked the question permission to share their name, and you say, Mike, or whatever the guy's name is, Mike, can I answer your question about this, and, you know, I'll answer it on the podcast for you, and you say, and they say yes, then you say, well, so Mike had this question, I'm going to answer it for him. That is very important, because they're going to, because you gave them a shout out in a way, they're going to want you they're going to want to keep coming back to your show and keep listening to it. Um, and this doesn't really matter what type of show you are. And, you know, if you're for some reason have like a, a thing where you don't want to see what the audience members are saying, that's fine. But I really think that you should at the minimum, you know, frequently ask for feedback and what things that we could improve on or stop doing or continue doing or even start doing in podcasting. Tip number 15, you want to thank the members of your community publicly, both in your show and in your online um, business, in your podcast, and everything like that. Especially, you also want to thank your clients. If you have anyone that, you know, purchases anything from you, like I have an Adobe Audition course that's free, actually, but I still thank the people who take the time to leave feedback about it because it's awesome. I'm so glad that they have the ability and the the time and the, you know, that they actually watch it and they actually download it. It's 100% free. You can go to j-story.com slash audition to enroll in the course. And it's a very advanced course about audition and Adobe Audition audio post-production with podcasting. Um, you know, it's, it's a very simple course for beginners and intermediates, but it's covering extremely advanced topics and it's simplified to a way 
that pretty much anyone could understand. It's almost like you're playing with a toy. So you want to make sure, because ultimately that's what it is. Adobe Audition is a toy, and so is every other software program. So, you know, that's at the heart of it, that's what it is. So just think of, if you're ever caught up in podcasting, make sure that you think of the software as a toy. It's just things to mess around and screw around with the audio or whatever type of content you're doing to make it sound better or make it sound different. And if you want to learn more about this course, you can go to j-story.com audition. It is 100% free. You get the link and you can watch it, but you can also download it. So if for some reason you are watching it on a plane or you don't have a Wi-Fi connection where you plan to watch it, you can download the course and it is, um, I believe it's an M4A, no, it's an MOV format, um, and you can go ahead and watch the course, it's about, um, 45 minutes, I think, maybe a little bit less, um, but we go through everything, it's 100% free, go to j-dorty.com slash audition. Tip number 16, you want to make sure that you're talking to other people in your niche or your niche or whatever, whatever you're talking about. You want to make sure that you're aware of other people who are talking about the same thing that you are because knowing them and knowing that they exist is very important because you can talk about them. You can maybe even have them on your show or book them as guests, they figure out questions, listen to their other shows, and maybe ask maybe that that you could have their content on your show or the other way around. You want to make sure that you know of other people in your community and that you know of other people talking about the same thing as you. Number 17, you want to create really rich titles that compels the person to click on it. Not clickbait. You don't want that. But you want to make sure that the title of the podcast is interesting enough for the person to click on it. So you want to have good show notes. You want to make sure you SEO it correctly with metadata and ID3 tags. And you want to do everything you can possibly to do search optimization with both on the internet and in your podcast directory, whatever you're doing. You want to make sure that you're doing, um, as I say, whatever you can to get noticed and make sure that you're doing something that people care about and that you want them to hear. So you want to make sure that you're uh, doing that as well. So, I mean, that's I know I kind of keep going on and on and repeating myself, but that's what you want to do. Next thing, you want to make sure that you have a newsletter where people can get something out of it. You don't just want their email because you want their email. You want to make sure that you're telling them things that would actually serve them in real life. You want to make sure that they're getting something in return when they sign up for your newsletter so you can tell them about it, share tips with them, and pretty much everything like that. You want to make sure that you're exchanging something that they give you and giving them something back. It's really important that you do that. Number 19, you want to interview others on your show. That's how you do things. That's how you can be get even more publicity for yourself because people who listen to the person's podcast that you're interviewing will probably give you a shout out the interviewee saying oh I did an interview with this person uh I encourage you to go check it out here's the website here's a link they'll come check out your podcast and then they'll see that okay well if I'm having them on my show then that means they're probably in the same topic and in the same thing about what I want to talk about and what I'm interested in so if they like what you're doing and you're you know charismatic enough so they'll subscribe then they'll subscribe to your podcast and they'll want you to they want they'll want you to keep giving them podcasts so they can subscribe to you know more podcasts and more podcasts and it's kind of like a chain so that's very important as well 
Tip number 20 is that you want to accept a request for being interviewed on other people's podcasts. This is equally, if not important, if not more important than what I just said. If there is someone that is in the same topic and they ask to be in, they, they want you to be interviewed on your podcast, then, then you say yes. Like, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't say yes, but you have to say yes because is, but even if this person is small, you can give them more viewers or the other way around, which actually happens most of the time. If someone, they're going to give you a shout out, no matter what, they're going to tell you the name. And if someone looks up, if I'm on, you know, some guy like John Smith's show, and then he says, oh, I'm here with Jay Doherty, even if they don't give you the title of the podcast that you're on, they're going to tell, they're going to say your name. So if someone looks up Jay Doherty, in iTunes or whatever, uh, and you're doing good enough search optimization, then your your name will come up first or second or whatever. You just want to make sure that your that other people know about you, both hosts of other shows, but also listeners to other hosts and listeners to you. Tip number twenty one: Make sure that you're participating in other online and offline communities where those in your target audience are found and that you can connect with. Maybe you do a podcast on data infrastructure or something like that, and there's a community on Facebook or there's a community on Reddit or Snapchat or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and they're talking about all data infrastructure. Why don't you join that community or request or join that community so you can ask and, you know, talk about things and figure out people that may be in that community that you might want to interview for your show, but also get other future listeners to sign up for your newsletter, to subscribe to your podcast, to listen to your podcast, whatever. You want to make sure that you're getting as much people and that you're connecting with the right amount of people that are in your target audience and that are in your niche that you want to reach out to. Tip number 22, you want to use Use social media to build relationships with your audience and others. That's very important. That kind of goes without saying. That's for a whole another episode if you want to really get into the details of, of all that. Um, you can go to j-doherty.com slash social if you want to learn more about that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of for another episode. Although you want to make sure that you're using social media to promote your personal brand, your business brand, especially if you own the company because that's very important, um, and I personally, if, if your company has a, a social media account, like, if the company is called Johnson Industries or something, and they have a Twitter, like, at Johnson Industries, then use that, but if the company, if, if you work for yourself, or if you are an employee of a very, very small company, then you should use your social media if your boss allows, but hopefully you don't have a boss, so then you're just by yourself, and you're promoting your content in your podcast and whatever you're doing on your own social media platform. Tip number 23, give them reasons to come back to your show. Make sure that at the end you're going to kind of give them a little bit of a preview into what's going to happen next and things like that. That's very important, and I can't really say much about that because it really depends on what you're doing next, but definitely give them you know sneak peeks into upcoming content, uh, where you'll be next, if you're going to be at any events, things like that. Make sure you let them know about that. Tip number 24, you want to educate your audience about the benefit of podcast subscriptions and teach them how how they can subscribe to your show on all platforms that they have. Um, and 
Maybe even create a page on your website about how to subscribe to certain shows on certain platforms because not everyone listens to, you know, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zune, Blackberry, everything like that. They don't all listen to, all like, all five or whatever of those platforms. They only listen to one um, or two. So what you just want to make sure that they know and they're aware that they can subscribe to your podcast and teach them how to do it. Tip number 25, you want to create a mailing list. You want to make sure that you are, you know, you're talking to people in your community on a regular basis through your through their email inboxes. So this allows you to keep in touch with those who may have fallen out of the habit of downloading or listening to your show or whatever whatever they're doing. You want to make sure that you're con- continuing con- uh, connecting with them. And if they just want to get rid of you and you don't they don't want to listen to you anymore, then have that unsubscribe button uh, to the newsletter. Um, also, you want to make sure that you want to market your podcast, and this is also another great way for mailing list. So I guess that's gonna wrap it up for my 25 tips. Um, those are the best things that I can give you right now. If you have any feedback or you want to let me know if I messed up on anything or did great on anything, let me know at j-story.com slash feedback or shoot me an email at j at j-story.com. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, let me know if you have any suggestions for future episodes of the podcast. Uh, but until then, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I just want to also let you know that we have uh, podcast episodes that come out every Monday at 5 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. See you next time time.